0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Seymour.
1: And Undies of Wendy.
0: And we're here today to talk to you about comics for a second.
1: Yeah, we're here to talk to you about uh, an awesome comic from our good friend Sal Brucaleri, who has been on the show a couple of times. Uh, his comic is called See You Next Tuesday. Uh, and it's a webcomic featuring the first lady of horror films, The Bride of Frankenstein's Monster. So you, uh, you guys should go over
2: and read it.
0: Uh, definitely check this one out. I definitely enjoyed it a whole lot when I read it. If you're a fan of, like, action comedy, then this one is definitely for you. Uh, I just used definitely, like, three times. So that means you definitely have to go check this book out.
1: Definitely. Yeah. It's, um,
0: <laughs> when, for, when we first had Sal on, I described it as um, kind of like Kill Bill meets The Bride of Frankenstein. Uh, it's, she's kind of, you know, out for revenge. Uh, it's just a great comic all around, so you should absolutely go out there and check it out.
1: The website also describes it as Boardwalk Empire meets Grimm, with one tough See You Next Tuesday as the heroine. So if you like tough See You Next Tuesdays, definitely check out See You Next See Tuesday. See You Next
0: Tuesday. You know, if you want to check that out, you can head over to the website at C U You Next Tues. that's C, the letter C, letter U, N-E-X-T, T-U-E-S, dot com. See You Next dot com. Once again, that's See You Next Tuesday by writer Sal Bricoleri and artist Ibai e. Canales. Yeah. Welcome to Transmissions from the Evil Lair, the official podcast of the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. i I lost the time. So you better watch out. We're headed back to the future. Smelling like trouble, cause I dropped in my car. Cause we don't need superpowers from the sun You, Lou, and I mentioned my dear Watson So who are we? Brotherhood of Viva
1: Geek We are the Brotherhood of Viva Geek We are the Brotherhood of Viva Geek
0: We are the Brotherhood of Viva Geek Hey everybody, this is Seamart And
3: Undies of Wendy
0: and we are here introing this brand new episode of Transmissions from the Evil Air.
1: Which I am actually not a part of, so don't be too sad. That's why Listeners. I
0: have you here now, though, so. so...
1: So people, we can at least trick them into
3: listening.
0: Yes. <laughs> Today's show was possibly, I just said a few moments ago, one of the most fun shows I've ever had done. Uh, it was such a blast to record. Um, it's myself... J. C. Glindmeyer, who you may uh, have heard on our podcast before, he was the uh, moderator slash referee uh, for our 100th episode, where we had the debate on Marvel versus DC, and Marvel was unjustly robbed. Uh, also joining us, we have uh, C. Anthony Burdett, uh, who you may know, who's been on our show before. He writes the Comics Multiverse podcast for our local paper here in Albany, the Albany Times Union, uh, and also uh, rounding out the panel. We have, uh, returning to the podcast, Professor Next. Uh, So if if Professor Next is around, it's always going to be an in-depth, really intelligent debate. Uh, So we're honored to have him on our show again. And that's what we got. We had a really great show, really great conversation, uh, and Undies of 1D missed every single second. I missed it all,
1: guys. So uh, (laughs) I'll probably actually be listening to this. (laughs)
0: Uh, So without further... You know, I say that every time I kick this off. No more more ado.
1: No more ado!
0: Yeah. Let's just start the podcast. Hey, all right. What's going on, everybody? Uh, this is transmissions from the evil lair. Uh, today we have a, an incredibly special episode. Uh, we are on scene. Uh, we were just were a couple nights ago, actually, for Fangirls Night at Earthworld Comics here in Albany, New York. Woo! Yay. Woo. <laughs> yo, 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 uh, and we have uh, we have an all out panel assembled this evening of, of podcasting all stars. Uh, basically, people who have just been on this show before. Uh, um, with me here tonight, uh, I have... Uh, Chad Anthony Perdet from the
2: Times Union Comics blog. Uh, J.C. Glenmeyer from Earthworld Comics.
1: Professor Next from the Brotherhood of Evil Geeks. Uh, you may know from uh, our previous
0: Brainbender Bender uh, shows. Like, we always bring Professor Next out when there's an intellectual topic to be... Uh, and it's always, coincidentally, the ones where we're drinking the most.
1: Yeah, where I lower the bar significantly <laughs> by the end, and, and quote lyrics from Dreams from 5150, and how it's really about Sammy Hagar True. being abducted by aliens. But we won't go there.
0: That's another podcast in itself. Uh, but tonight we are debating the all-important question of what What do you prefer as a comics fan? Do you prefer digital comics, or do you prefer the old-school, uh, you know, physical copy of a comic in your hand? you want to see what you're, you know, feel what you're reading um it's kind of a new predicament maybe within the past 10 years or so a new quandary that's come up in the uh in the comic book world not a quandary
2: i mean i've found that uh most of my customers um they usually like they prefer the the hard copy they prefer the aesthetic of actually holding a book they actually prefer looking at the pages the christmas i mean a double page spread does not work in digital at all that's true yeah (laughs) Uh, a double page will work, and sometimes you have comics that have three pages or four pages spread out, and there's no way a digital comic's going to do that justice. I mean, look at Jim Steranko's Strange Tales, the the shield, the, mm-hmm. four, the four part. There's no way that's going to digital comics is going to do that any justice. I mean, I actually know people who purposely bought two copies of that book, regardless of the price, just to have that uh, four page uh,
1: spread. I would agree. For me, it's all about the aesthetics of the paper, and it's it's a ritual coming here, say, on a Wednesday. Yeah, there is something
0: to be said for that, like, you know, like the weekly, just like you said, ritual of going to the comic shop, getting your books, and having that stack of stuff to read for the week. There is, like, there is something, I don't know if it's nostalgia or well, just...
1: But that even just, like, if I could bottle the scent of the shop
0: <laughs> and put it in, like, a glaze. Depending on the in, shop. Yeah, depending, depending
1: on the on shop. The shop. <laughs> We're Before not going to mention any names. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, just, and maybe that's because also I, um, you know, I started reading in like 80 or 81. I jumped ship in like 89. And then I came back on board in the latter half of the 2000s. And the second I walked back in the door, the first thing that hit me was the smell. And I was transported back to the the literal aesthetics. But it's interesting, JC, you say that too, because I, I would assume that anybody who comes in here, even if they read a ton of digital comics, they're still they're coming in here and they're buying physical copies. because well, so, anybody it, sitting at home going, well, I haven't...
2: Well, when a movie premieres, I mean, you want to go out and see it. Right. And uh, with digital comics, regardless of what you think, you do not own the rights to digital comics. You own a license. To access it. To access it. it, And that's it. When you go out and get the comic, you own that comic. That is in your collection. Mm -hmm. And that's where, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of collectors, this is what they prefer. I mean, digital comics are great. They do have their place. But when you come down to it in our market, collectors... They want the actual book. That's what really—that's what's really important to them.
3: I'm kind of on the—I've uh, always been a you know, copy you know floppy copy guy, but <laughs> but actually I've I kind of like uh, digital comics for the transportability. Like if I'm traveling, yeah, yeah. Uh, there oh. were times when I would fly when I you know lug a backpack full of comics on the plane. And it's like. Uh, no, no, yeah. I yeah. Put them on the lap, my iPad, and I plane do... fights. Plane <laughs> fights now
0: are a completely different experience. Like, I, I,
2: I absolutely agree with you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you have a stack of comics, you want to read them, but unfortunately, you can't bring them with you. The majority of the comics, especially from Marvel, do have free digital codes, so you right. can just actually take those codes and put them in your iPad, like Chad does, and read them on the go. That's great. That's fine. That's how you should do it. Uh, um, video, t- uh, video DVDs, rather do that with their movies. I mean, it makes more sense to do that. I mean, DC has totally dropped the ball as far as digital comics. They hate money. <laughs> yeah.
3: I don't think they hate money, but they just...
0: At I mean, this point, no, it's... They hate it's plot and, you know, it's plot. unreasonable that the, uh, DC doesn't have something on par with like the Marvel Unlimited app, oh. there's no excuse for it. Like at this point, the Marvel Unlimited
2: app is pretty good because I think that's the future of digital comics because it's pretty much all you can eat, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. for a set price every month.
0: I-, I can barely go a show without mentioning that app just because it's <laughs> you- you'll sit. I'll be sitting at home and I remember something I read like 20 years ago. I'm like I can go read that right now if I want. Like oh, it's yeah. on the app, you know. It's also kind of hard for me if like I'm writing an article, then
3: I you know would have to. Go to the storage unit, go through the boxes. Yeah, I think and it's in this I box. Just, like if I have the you know, you know, on digital comic, just take a screenshot of whatever I need, you know, I can put it in the article, talk about it,
2: and then right. Well, you're right. I, as as he meant as uh Big Evil mentioned.
0: CMR. CMR, yeah. excuse me.
2: <laughs> when you go to when you go away, I mean you, you can load up your your iPad with all these comics and you can just read graphic novels mm-hmm. and graphic novels. As opposed to just being lugged with a big backpack full of books. Right. I mean that that's great for on the go, or if you want to read comics in the dark.
0: For a nightlight. You cannot the connect a, to a reading
1: light to a floppy. I can tell you that right now.
0: <laughs> or for a lot of our audience, when you're alone, crying in the dark, and yes, you want to read comics. I want to read
1: comic. <laughs> well, it was funny because my wife is a very, very early, early to bed type person, and she's always like, "Oh, you, you stay up too late." I'm like, "Well, I'm in the living room reading comics." She's like. Well, why don't you read in bed? So i got a reading light, and i got a clipboard, and so I've got, like, <laughs> the comic book, or the cli- and then i have Like net. a portable desk, basically. Fast forward, I'm still up late at night reading. See,
2: <laughs> on Tuesday nights, when we get the books in, after we put all the books out on the shelf, we're getting ready for the next day on, uh, for Wednesday, I take a look at the sack of the books, see what I, had, what I brought over the more popular titles, and I look these books over because I have to see, you know, how I can sell these things, mm-hmm. how they look, and a lot of them look good, and that's the best that's the best way to do it is just to look at the actual books I mean if you have to wait and download the books right. I'm not going to be able to sell them
3: that was the hardest thing with me for Rebirth is like I bought it on Comicsology, but I had the physical copy coming to me mm-hmm. but it's like just waiting for it to let me
0: download it so I just to read it refresh refresh <laughs> refresh refresh yes <laughs> um, I just kind of thought of something and I hadn't really thought of before um, I know when I started out like, reading comics you know get into old man territory here but i got a five dollar a week nightly. allowance yeah i got a five dollar a week allowance and somehow i bought all of my books every oh, week yeah. with that five bucks <laughs> wow um think about like the kid today who gets like a five or ten dollar a week allowance you can get maybe three books with you know ten bucks wrong they get a twenty dollar a week allowance that
2: come in here <laughs> And uh, yeah, but I, I know what you mean about about a budget. You know, um, if
0: you if you're if you're that kid, like it's ten bucks for the Marvel app. I can read anything I want. Like that's pretty enticing. like
2: Does that include the more current books?
0: Uh it's a it's a, there's a couple month lag. I think yeah, it's about eight a, months or so. Yeah, there's a month six or eight month lag in between yeah. when they have the Like month. right now wow. the end of Secret Wars is coming out. Like for <laughs> well, January, we, yeah. we waited that long for the
1: printer. Yeah. <laughs> like...
2: No. We gotta read that every week. Tuesday night before Wednesday comes, so we could have to, whether say yay or nay or, you know, whether it's worth someone to read, whether right. it's, you know.
3: A lot of my digital comics that I purchase, I wait till like, Comixology has a sale, and when it's like, oh, 99 cents, I'll just, you know, grab a whole slew of it. You, know, right down the you line. know, these are comics <laughs> I like that are in my collection, but if I want to read them, I'm going to have to go and, you know, back to the storage unit, so I'm just, you know, 99 cents a pop, and I think I can, you know, get the stories that I wanted, like I bought Prices on the Infinite Earths, Zero out a bunch of, in main of the events that I can just sit there and read one right
2: after the other. But right now, you can actually get the physical comics, such as Secret Wars. Even now, you can and download the apps, download the uh, the comics from, from the, um, the redemption codes inside.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're getting two for one, basically, if you
3: buy yeah. the... Uh... Well, again, when I get my orders and I sit there... Pick the comics out, my Marvel comics out, you know, type in the codes and then put them back and then put them back in the box.
2: (laughs) As I mentioned to you before, um, the first two or three weeks, when they first started coming out with digital comics, we made it a point to actually get an iPad, buy a digital comic, download it, and we put it on the counter next to the actual book so customers could see the difference between the two. And the main difference you could see between the two was, it's great. They're bright, on a pad. You can see it. You can make the uh, the panels bigger, to read. However, and the colors were more brighter, a little brighter because you got light shoot. But on the actual comic page, the lines were crisper. It was clearer, mm-hmm. and there was just something about it that it was more satisfying. One thing I found out about digital comics, whether you download digital comics, comiXology or whether you BitTorrent them, they're going to add up, just like the sh- TV shows add up on your DVR. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's still a storage issue. It's, you know, instead of in your
3: house, it's now right. on your device. Right. But that's kind of what I like about comiXology in the cloud is, you know, like I have a bunch of, I bought a lot of the Submit Indie bundles mm-hmm. and there's probably over a thousand of those books on my iPad cloud that I haven't read yet, (laughs) but they're there. (laughs) uh,
1: I'm a binge reader. So for me, I, um, there are certain titles where every month I get, you know, I come to the shop, I get my, you know, I go through my stack and I go, okay, here's the stack that I'm reading now because I'm staying current. And then others though, I do like to let them kind of pile up a little bit and then read anywhere between five, six, seven. Agreed. Because
2: someone like, uh, uh, Hickman, mm-hmm. Jonathan Hickman, and Secret Wars. Oh, boy, That's what you have to binge read. is <laughs> he? He reads excellent binge read. You read him every month. Forget
1: it. You go back to the last issue. But, oh, what was that?
0: Yeah, if
2: you're reading it month to month, he's
0: referencing something that
1: happened a year and a half ago. Yeah. Like, and I and ha-
2: I hate to say this, but one thing to for digital comics is if you have a bunch of comics on your thing, on your on your iPad, and the new comic comes out, I don't really re- remember what happened there. You can go on your iPad and just quickly,
1: yeah, you know.
0: Reacquaint yourself,
1: as opposed to going to the box and opening. Yeah, again, the the box. Box.
0: <laughs> let's see. That was in seventh grade when that came out, and I think this box was from seventh grade. Let me check here. Like, well,
3: then, yeah. again, like so, like you said, like right now I'm working on uh, a uh, review breakdown of the Rebirth issue, the special, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, I remember that. You know, that happened back in the second series of the Flash, but I can't remember which one it is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can go back you know on here mm-hmm. find it and make sure i remember correctly and then so i can then relate it to what's happening in the story now
1: oh sure i thought back to flash number one when wally west first of the mantle what was that 87 85, 86, 85, 86, 85. 85. 86 somewhere yeah. i i have it it's in my home but so i'm reading <laughs> the rebirth and i'm like oh, i'd really <laughs> love <laughs> to go reread flash one but First, I'd have to find it, and then I'd have to, you know, decide whether Take or not I want. Stuff, yeah. Do I want to open it? And, you know, uh, but you know, full disclosure, I do not have an iPad or a Kindle or anything, so I've only ever tried to read digital comics off of a laptop. Oh, which really? Quite possibly the worst reading experience. Yeah, I've, agreed. In my um,
0: I the thing that sold me on digital comics was the the first time I read a comic on an iPad. And, like, I mean, I remember when iPads first came out. I was the guy, like. The hell do we need that for? Just a giant iPhone, like right, stupid. And then I read a comic on it. I was like, okay, this is why we need iPads. Okay,
2: you're sold. You're sold on uh, the iPad or digital comics as opposed to the regular ones. Print?
0: Um, my my current operating Perfence. policy would be a mix of both. There are things that I like to read, you know, physical form. If it's like a new comic, something that just came out, mm-hmm. um, smaller indie comics too. I, I'll try to buy uh, like print form. The last thing I think I read. Aside from The Walking Dead in print was um, The Humans uh, from Image. I forget who did that. Keegan see The that. Humans? Yeah. Uh, that was Charles, uh, Charles Soule and... Um, oh, no. Human. The human. The humans. Humans.
2: Oh, The human. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was
0: the monkey biker comic.
2: Oh, right. The, yeah. ones, the ones we had a bag every month because they had, had... kept showing dong. <laughs> there's there so
1: <laughs> many monkey dicks in yeah, that those away from the Archie comics. It's
0: just because there's monkeys. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah... I, Currently, I'd say I kind of, you know, mix both, but uh, kind of like, you know, what we're, I was going to say this before, um, I think digital comics, if you're reading older stuff, that's the way to go at this point. Like, it solves the, the CD store problem. I, I say that because I, I just, that's where I remember from being a younger kid, like in the CD store. When you're at home, you know every single CD you want to buy, you know every album you need to buy. The second you get to the store, it's all gone. You forget what you need. <laughs> With like digital stuff, I'm, I'll be at home. I'll remember something like, "Oh, I want to read that." Boom! I can you know save it right there, or I can just read it right then and there. So that solves that problem for me. Anyway.
1: Somebody you... used the CD store my I think my brain was <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, the record kids store. <laughs> uh, back in the day,
0: music didn't come just straight through your device. Oh, you had to yeah. buy uh... in, in CDs. You used kind of cardboard boxes that were long, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <The> rectangle boxes. <laughs> well, you yeah. know why? Why was that?
1: Because all of the record stores didn't they?" weren't going to go and retrofit all of their display cases. Oh, so you can fit like two of them. Remember, it, was, like,
2: remember like, when Fye
0: actually sold music? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> instead of it was not just stuffed Pokemon animals was pop Fye. <laughs> R.I.P. Music Shack. Yeah,
1: there you go. Now, have oh. any of you,
3: have any of you tried like a, one of the subscription services like Scribd or anything like that? Uh, no, it's kind of like I would say it's well, it's kind of like Marvel Digital almost, but it's like all you can eat. All you can eat. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also What does it like, cover? Uh, there's, like, Image, Valiant.
2: When you say Image, um, does it cover Walking Dead?
3: I think they do the trades. It's been a while since
0: I, I used this. The only reason
2: I say that is because there's certain studios with under Image that mm-hmm. under, operate under different rules. So
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also subscription services for physical comics, too. There's, like, Comic Bento Box, I think, is one of them. Um, I can't think of any others right now, but that's also another kind of factor to, to weigh in. Like, if you want that subscription service you can get that, you know, albeit on a much smaller scale, you don't get the selection. Okay. Comixology just started something new where it's like it's a
3: subscription service, but they're offering like the first one or two trades of like an image where there's a lot of uh, the licensed um, products, uh, comic books out there like the Valiant and um, no DC or Marvel, but uh, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm trying it just to I tried it, but I already have enough that I'm behind on paying five ninety nine dollars a month to possibly read something. Then. <laughs> right.
1: I, I think, you know, not to shift the conversation, but one of the big things, I, pro-digital comics from the person who doesn't read the digital, um, is access. There are, not just, you know, we keep touching around the term kids, but there are folks in parts of this country and other parts of the world they can't get to a brick and mortar shop that's true can yeah. they um, if, but if they have access you know to high speed internet access of some kind they can they can keep up even if it's on a few month lag
0: because i because we're talking about
1: record stores i think the same thing like you know in this you know why is it that everybody in the suburbs was listening you know in the early 80s why were white teenage kids listening to Judas Priest well because that's what well, was because selling Satan in told the, them it was in the mall drugs. but they weren't <laughs> But they weren't picking up a Husker Du record or a replacements record because the mall didn't carry them, right? Yeah. So now fast forward and change the genre to comic books. Um, they can't go to even Walmart and get trades. Granted, they can get every potential version of the Bible that's been published <laughs> in the last 2,000 years. But, you know, so I think that's really great that, you know, or even even if they don't have Wi-Fi or, or, any, or Wi-Fi, any kind of Internet access at home, most libraries now, thanks a to – comic you know, selection, yeah, yeah. Have, I, or also Wi-Fi, so they could even oh, yeah. you know go to a library and spend part of the day reading comics, but at least they've got access to it, um, as opposed to those of well, us who are blessed.
2: Well, go one good it. thing about the digital comics is it's going to give a lot of people access to material that they're not able to get in a comic store, or like you said, a lot of people do not live near comic stores. I mean, another thing you mentioned, like certain older comics, a lot, I find there's a a less demand for some of these older material. I mean, for example, Batman Chronicles, or Flash Chronicles, these reprint the original issues from beginning to end chronologically. I'm not finding a huge audience for that, surprisingly. I do find a core audience, but not a huge audience.
0: So you buying back issues of X-Men classics?
1: <laughs>
0: hey. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, I read a whole shitload of those back in the day.
1: <laughs> it's all Banshee all the time. They seem to recall <laughs>
2: But as far as digital comics, some of the pros are, they're very, they're, they are, um, transportable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can bring them anywhere you want. I mean, but like I said, they also tend to take up a lot of space in your device. Mm-hmm. If you don't get
0: rid of them. Yeah, that, that is for That's true. I had a, I had a bunch of, uh, I hope no authorities are listening, but a bunch of torrent stuff downloaded on my iPad that I had to get rid of just because I was downloading a whole bunch mm-hmm. of stuff. <laughs> um, I was kind of hoping to have an artist here tonight, uh, but we haven't heard from him in a couple days.
2: Ah, what does he know? I mean, seriously.
0: I mean, all he does is draw comics. He doesn't, he doesn't doesn't even any business. I thought he was a writer. (laughs) Um, Even worse. But, you know, I would say from the artist's perspective, another benefit of the digital uh, format is that they can get their stuff out there easier. You
2: know, I, I cannot imagine an artist, I'd be very curious to talk to an artist about their representation of their artwork in digital because I am not a fan how certain artwork is uh, uh, represented and reproduced in digital. Because it's when you, as I mentioned before, when you compare the two comics side by side, you are going to see a difference. Even though the digital comic is going to be brighter, the other comic is going to be sharper, you're going to see a lot more detail. And I think the actual printed product is superior to the digital. The digital is just Convenience. Right? I mean, it's just like some of the magazines, yeah. like Time or Newsweek or Entertainment Weekly. If you get the, if you got a subscription, you get the digital too. That's fine.
0: Like you were saying before, you're not when you buy the digital comic, you're not buying that comic. You're buying, you're renting that comic basically. As, the, no,
2: you're licensing the rights. Yeah,
0: for as long as the company wants you to have it. They could decide tomorrow that they're going to shut all that down.
2: That's funny you mentioned that because you remember about a year and a half ago, Comixology had a huge problem, and they actually shut down, and a lot of people lost their comics. And that threw a lot of scare into people because people are—they put some people put a lot of money into these comics. Yeah, I mean, eventually they got them back, but it, it alerted them to the fact of they don't own anything. If Comixology goes under, their books are gone.
0: Everything you own is gone. It's not going to be there forever. Right, right. I, um, I know that like
3: some of the publishers on Comicsology allow you to do. Get a download a PDF of the comic. In fact, I mean, it, if you want to read a PDF, yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, I Marvel I
0: mean, lets you do that, but there's only like twelve you can download at a time, which is. I yeah. just, and In fact, I just
2: got a PDF for Betty Veronica number one. Yeah. And yeah, you're right. They do send you. Did you get that yet, or?
3: No, I mean, there's a way if you, when you go into your account on Comicsology, there's certain oh, ones that no, have different for, publishers. Yeah, yeah, different publishers, uh, like, like Image like, and, and yeah.
2: Archie, especially Image and Archie. They will send you PDFs of the first issue at least 45 days prior to the publication. And I download that, and it's great. I mean, I can show it to the employees here, and that's a step up that we, you know, that we have to recommend these books to our customers. Because a traditional book, I mean, it's really, it's
1: Tuesday. I mean, when, does, when do the books come in? Wednesday. Is the new well, it's Tuesday, they, they,
2: Tuesday. The books come in usually around Tuesday, around 11 a.m., and it takes us about four hours to process them, you know, separate them, put what's going on the rack, what are being preserved, yeah. so on and so forth. Um, so usually we have every Believe it or not, it takes a lot of, a lot of work to get that thing done. So oh, usually, sure. usually we're done by 7 p.m. And we're out, we're exhausted. But, you know. You have to
1: decide what's going to go in the box, When the next time you go to a comic show, it's like, everything in this box is a dollar.
2: <laughs> no, you, you, that happens afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right now, the DC Rebirth books are kicking ass right now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't see those in, in any dollar books right now.
3: They got me. They got I've me. enjoyed what I've read. I'm yeah.
0: happy. I've only read the, the first special. We were talking about this before mm-hmm. we recorded. I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm still not a DC guy, but... It was entertaining. I like You know I me. I,
1: I've always been a Marvel guy. But, yeah. Um, and, and with some DC titles thrown into the mix. But I have to say, like, I never thought I'd want to start reading a Superman comic again. Mm-hmm. And I really love what they have
2: It's good for the business. And any aspect of comics, whether it's digital, whether it's actual physical product, is good. I you know, want to stress that.
0: Yeah, ultimately, at the end of the day, if it's, you know... If,
3: and Rebirth would have been a great launching point for DC to do, you know... You can pay a dollar more, but you also get the code. Uh-huh. Just like Marvel does.
0: Yeah. Well. What do you think DC's issue is with the digital stuff? Like,
2: why? You know, when I got the, when we used to get the books from DC, the digital ones, honest to God, every time we got these books, they were always in bags. and They were always fucked up. <laughs> I mean, the spines, you look, I, I don't know what it is. Apparently, when they bag the books, it screws up the bottle the books themselves. When they bag them, they, it just
0: screws up the spine and have these little stress marks in the spine. And like the old American Tourister commercial with the gorilla throwing around yeah, the luggage. Like pretty DC much.
1: Shipping Somewhere market. in China there's a guy who's just pushing and, a button. And, <laughs> and you don't, don't, even, a... and you don't even
0: know until you open the bag how
2: bad the book is.
1: Yeah.
2: And you go, ugh. And I've had customers who just pick that up and pick the regular book up because they know the book's fucked up. And I'm not surprised because DC actually asked a bunch of people at a convention, what would you prefer, us bagging the books or us having the little peel-off thing that Marvel does? Everyone said neither. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's why you don't really see any DC digital books unless you go to Comicology or any other platform they have.
3: It's going because they dropped the combo picks because uh, they started that with the uh, New 52 relaunch. and They, they started it with issue
2: way. four of the New 52 relaunch, which was really awful. Because, I mean, if you started with number one, that's great. But you start with three or four, nah. I mean, you're halfway in the middle of the story. I mean, yeah. I, yeah
1: I, I mean, going back to the question, that was what's what's wrong with DC? You know, staying on topic, obviously. But I, I do think that the, the company in and of itself is going through a crisis on a singular earth. Where they, they, they don't know... <laughs> crisis much, on business <laughs> earth. Yeah. Like how much they want the to invest. In, you, know, <laughs> you know, because I think... I, I don't know if maybe... I, th- I had this hunch that with New 52, they were looking toward their sort of cinematic universe, right? And considering how can we bring these two things together. And then then Thank they you. did the whole lot D- DCU, right? There's something for you in the DC universe. And then they were like, no, no, this is going to attach to our, our cinematic universe once that gets up off the ground. And now I think they've just done a complete and total split. Like, I think they talk about that that, that Jeff Johns while he went... They sat everybody down, all the editors, and he gave like, like a two hour presentation on a dry erase board of what Rebirth is going to look like. They forgot who Dude, it was. really fucked up. <laughs> you know, but, like, <laughs> somebody actually said to Jeff Johns, like, I wish I could go back and not hear this presentation and just read these books as they come out as a fan. Like, I feel like we're back. To- kind of getting off topic. Yeah. I know that feeling of
0: being a critic versus being a fan. Like, when I would do reviews for like Doctor Who or The Walking Dead. There's a completely different experience where you're sitting there watching it, like thinking, "I got to take a note on this. I have to, you know, knowing as soon as it's over, I have to go write about it," versus just sitting down and getting to enjoy it just for what it is, like, and not have to pick it apart afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, that's
3: the problem I have. I I read a lot of comics. It's just like when it comes to you know writing about them on the
2: blogs, like,
1: eh,
3: good book. Yeah, pretty pictures. I liked it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we usually do things, and we try to make a two or no more than two-sentence review of the book when someone comes in. Um, geez, I don't know. I can't pick one right now. Van Morrison wrote it.
3: Good luck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Captain
2: Captain America number one. Uh, big surprise. Uh,
0: not what you think. Don't show your dad.
2: <laughs> don't show your dad.
0: Or any of the Fox News crowd. Or your Jewish grandfather. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Where's my um, mother's boyfriend? I don't know how I feel about that. We're
0: way right? off topic, but you know, let's go with it. Like, was anybody else like really shaken up by that? Like, I wasn't at all. Like, when I read the Captain America thing, I'm like, all right, that's a, it's a story. Like, you know, i see let's where it goes. See. Yeah, <laughs> I know that Marvel's rebooting in like a couple of months. Like, this isn't going to take, you know, it's not going to be forever. Panic. Panic.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Mar- Marvel now? <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, that, Marvel I mean, now,
0: question mark. Yeah. <laughs> it's a
1: good question because let's face it, I mean the, the people who really ran with it were people who haven't picked up a comic book almost ever. Yeah. So, same with, you know, Thor is a woman now! The world is ending! Political correctness you know, That was
3: Same off. with when, like, Obama was in the Spider-Man cover, or in the yeah. book, I remember reading the news of people lined up around the block because they just wanted to... Oh, they, wanted sure, they
2: sure did. I mean, boy, we saw a lot of that. Book. Yeah. And, and as far as uh, the, the female Thor, I hate to break it to those Thor fans, but uh, this book right now is selling still double of what the original Thor sold. Right.
0: Really? Even
2: a year after. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome.
3: Yeah. It's still
2: selling pretty pretty well. And I remember I forgot someone at, at the New York Comic Con said that we're going to stick with the storyline as long as it works as long as people respond to it. Same thing as they did with the um, Spider-Man Doctor Octopus.
1: Uh, oh, which was fantastic. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I never thought I was, that was going to work. Yeah, I was, I was like, so what?
0: skeptical of that. Like, no, fuck that. I want Peter Parker.
1: And then I read it like, <laughs> All right, this is really cool. Right. <laughs> I it was so much so that I was almost sad when it was ending. I'm like, all right, when Peter Parker comes back, he better be much cooler. Like, yeah, something, yeah. you know, because Doc Ock, you know, as the superior Spider-Man.
2: That's a good run to have. I mean, it's it's good to, like I said, it was good to read digitally, but it was good. It's a good run to have personally. But
0: yeah, I, I will say I read that digitally, and I kind of wish I did have that in physical form.
2: It helped. Actually, it did help reading it digitally because it jumped back and forth to certain books.
0: Yes, yeah, and And sometimes
2: comicsology will say, "If you like this, the next chapter is this," which is kind of helpful. And I go, "Okay, I know which book which to re pick up and read at the store."
0: (laughs) I've been reading uh, *Age of Apocalypse*. Like, you know, I looked up the the correct reading order in one of those *Age of Apocalypse*. Yeah, I I, come on. I grew up in the '90s. Like, that's my bread and butter right there. yeah, I, I grew second, up in a crappy I time for. I college. thought you were doing community oh. service or something. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what did you do? Notice, I said that I stopped reading in about eighty nine, and I came back on board. And I, that's, that's that's when I got into comics. A, a lot
2: of people stopped reading around eighty nine and ninety, and I mean, just that, that's when the collectors came in. And people, right. Uh, the baseball one, people. Yeah. Go, Gosh, you know these things sell good.
1: It's like a Wally Joyner card. This is going to be worth a lot of money. <laughs>
2: Billy Ripken, you know, little yeah. thing in the. A fuckface
1: card. Yeah. I had that too. Yeah, I love that
3: card. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel Digital Unlimited does a good job of like grouping the story together. Like I started, reading, yes. I started reading through the first Civil War. It's like, okay, you know, here's the next one. But you had to go back to the, you know, the screen where it's like, these are this is the series. <laughs> yeah, you could just click
0: on the name of the storyline on yeah. every issue. Does it have the, the Illuminati line? with it too, or I, I don't remember. But any any comic that ties into it will be there. I've been reading Secret Wars like that too. Like,
2: sorry, I'm a geek. You know, if you if you're gonna Promote um, what was it? Marvel uh, big Yeah, no. If you're gonna promote that, you, you have to uh, promote um, the Illuminati. Oh, okay. Because Illuminati is, is very important to the uh, the, the, the crossover. What's oh, crossover? It's Civil War. Civil War. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very important. It's Civil War and Secret Wars and uh, like secret all those invasion. crossovers
0: that came over. Civil like War, especially yes. Yeah, Civil War. Planet especially. Hulk. Yeah, it's all a those tie-ins. Like, like, secret I mean, Invasion
1: requires like a guidebook. <laughs> like no other I, mean, I still <laughs> sit there with the you know the the Marvel Universe encyclopedia, like the hard covered paper one going, like, wait a minute, <laughs> not
2: every cool. event's <laughs> a winner yeah. i uh, I tried, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I tried reading like the whole list of this you know secret wars, and it starts in like the eighties like no joke, it's like every comic from like oh. you know, it's it's yeah no it's been I would too much.
1: A digital will help you sort through this a bit better. Because I'm thinking, like, yeah, Axis or um, Original Sin. Maybe that one ended, and like eight tenths of a second later, Axis kicked. So here's the (laughs) here's the
2: thing, right there. When you just mentioned a lot of a lot of times that we'll recommend certain other titles that you should read if you read this. Mm -hmm. See, that's just you know a computer telling you, just like Netflix says, if you like this, you'll like this. I don't like that. (laughs) But you know, if you go to a comic store, a lot of times the people who work at comic stores have read the books and say, "What have you read?" Okay. If you like that, then you'll like this. Mm-hmm. You have that human element. You don't have that computer element. It's like one thing. It's a go comic- to a
0: video store back in the 90s. Right. It's one thing comic,
2: comic stores have over the digital.
0: I mean, digital is, for the most part, just convenience.
1: Algorithms. <laughs> just Algorithms, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tracing.
0: I will say that's probably the, the biggest selling point for digital is that it's convenient. It's right there. It's at your fingertips. You don't really need to do anything other than press the buy button. Like, you know, it's... <laughs> It's, you know, it's – but I, I was saying before we – I kind of mentioned this before we were recording how there there are kind of disadvantages to – even though, you know, like I had said when I – the first time I saw comics on an iPad, like I was sold, there are disadvantages I've noticed to reading comics, um, especially in like the guided view on any of the apps because a lot of times, especially with older comics, with newer comics it doesn't do it. With older comics it cuts off like half of the dialogue boxes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they, they're not, like, kind of... It's not, like, built for that type of, you know... I tried type reading setup.
3: uh Beaver Mandetta on this, and it like...
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Screw <laughs> it. I'm just going to go on full page mode. Full like... page! Zoom. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, that's the one thing about collectors right now. I mean, I think they realize that even though digital comics are convenient and they are portable and all that, there's nothing like the real thing.
0: Yeah, you'll never sell the collectors on, on digital comics. I mean, no,
2: no. I mean... That's a market, you know. I mean, Newsweek and Entertainment Weekly—disposable entertainment, right. disposable magazines, or disposable information.
1: Something that's going to end up on the floor of a bathroom in a doctor's office. Right. <laughs> like... See, they
2: didn't—they didn't, they didn't uh, anticipate comic collectors or comic fans right. who collect everything keep everything and
1: put,
3: uh, oh.
2: get doubles of everything or different covers.
3: I was going to say you're going to have to—you know—have the collectors to buy the singles and
0: oh, well, right. it's the omnibus, the then it's the. True I just minutes. had another idea for a podcast. We have to do like an obsessive fan uh, podcast, you know, a collector's podcast. So it's
3: like, you know, with digital comics, you can't – have you guys ever seen High Fidelity where he's like sitting mm-hmm. on the floor I Just watching yesterday pictures? morning, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, when I first moved up, I was like, um, coming it, out on Wednesday, uh, you can stand behind the your
0: and actually see people look for every copy, oh, to yeah. find the best copy. I was gonna say I want to do it specifically with one of your regular customers who's here every Saturday at noon, uh-huh. who used to be my roommate, Peter Porker, who's been on this this right. podcast podcast a couple of times. He is an obsessive Spider Man fan who owns probably everything Amazing. except maybe Amazing, like for yes. the first like ten issues. Ten or eleven issues. He doesn't have the first ten or eleven issues? I think so. It's the only oh, thing I think wow. he's missing, yeah.
1: See, I I call I consider myself a collector, but I'm not in it for the money, or or do it to the. I mean, because I like it. Or like, for yeah. example, I all of the new, all of the Star. Every time, you know, since Marvel has been re- releasing Star Wars comics, now I have the the action figure cover, right variant, right. Those are not necessarily. I mean, you know, see,
2: that's one thing that's cool. You know, that's one thing you can't get in digital. I mean, certain covers, like the the action figure covers, there are certain collectors love them. Readers who love them, like yeah, like he, So yeah,
3: I'm, well, i buy, I, I really liked the uh, the variant V.C. Or DC cut like the Looney Tunes month the was, bombshells. Yeah,
2: and the <laughs> <Adams>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I
3: even I even have really you know if I can I usually try to grab the blank sketch covers so when
0: I go to love a them. convention. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you can have whatever artist you want make your own cool cover for. You have it. your own unique cover.
2: Whenever yeah. we have an artist or a writer in here, we actually throw a blank cover in front of them and say, okay. Let's see what you can do.
0: Uh, store employee, Martian Luther Kang is actually right. very handy. <laughs> oh, I love those. Yeah, with the blank covers. Oh, we actually had a gallery of his stuff online. In fact. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> Somebody's going to come in here and ask to speak to Martian Luther Kang. <laughs> <I> demand. <laughs> in <laughs>
0: fact, Melody often actually did it recently just... Oh, oh.
1: that's oh. awesome.
2: I know. She did a, a Black Widow. I mean, it's a lot better. I
0: mean, she goes, oh, I'll bring this back for you. She came <laughs> back today. It's
2: absolutely beautiful.
0: She was awesome. I didn't get to talk to her much, but I, if, you're, if you're listening... uh. Our last podcast was from Fangirls Night with Melody Offen. And uh, JC has a copy of a a blank cover that she did for Black... uh, It's an Avengers comic. She did the Black Widow on it. And it's really awesome. Awesome. Absolutely beautiful. My my big uh, thing
3: for sketches and sketch covers is uh, a DC Comics Simpsons mashups. Oh, really? (laughs) And so I've uh, recently, since I've gotten into um, the uh, covers, I've had um, one of my friends... That's the, I've had a couple uh, done for my, that's uh, Justice League 51 he did for me.
2: Oh, that's pretty cool. It, it, <laughs> oh,
0: with the Nelson, that's awesome. Nelson
2: as uh, Darth Vader, is that who it is? Oh, no, yeah. no, as, as um, Apocalypse. Apocalypse, going ha ha. <laughs>
3: <laughs> then I had. Um, that's yours? Yeah, that's mine. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's mine. <laughs> And then I have another one. Yeah, digital that seriously.
1: Yeah, like, yeah that's what, true. Homer slapping the new Fifty Two Superman. Stop whining. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's
0: another disadvantage. Uh, you know, you can't get a digital comic signed.
1: I right. Mean, you can you, no. you can
0: have them sign your iPad, but like, it's a device you're going to recycle in like two years anyway. When you get a new one, you know. Well,
1: th- there you go. Segway. Oh. So what happens when we, when certain platforms that are supporting these digital comics either go on, or like like for example, if you if, imagine if all your digital comics were on big floppy disks. And now you've got to go now look. You're and, now <laughs> you're yeah, fucked. Exactly. Now it's like, oh, yeah, I have that book. I totally have it. It's on this disc and I can't find a machine.
0: It's like People who look for cars with tape players still in them. Like, yeah, I mean, and it, <laughs> it,
1: but it goes across even, you know, across genre. Like, I, you know, my work in academ- academia, history of poetry and zines and independent publishing. like I, I was on a panel where we were talking about there's all these poetry um, books that were part of what was called the mimeograph revolution in the 1960s in New York City. These these independent poets would get together and they they publish a book overnight and they get a mimeograph machine and they staple it together okay. and one another. Okay. One um, my, So so much of it wasn't one preserved. of the guys I
3: met at Baltimore Con. He's originally from the Albany area um, he does a webcomic, A Dog's Life. Uh, Chris Otto, um, he did this Rocket Raccoon for me. My dog has one eye, <laughs>
0: and that's our <how laughs> other awesome. dog. Yeah. I was just say I've seen your dog on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we
2: actually have a customer that comes in. Every week and he, he drops a good amount of money. However, he also downloads comics off BitTorrent sites. Sure. He will refuse to peel off the stickers off the Marvel books because they're no longer mint, according to him. No.
0: That's <laughs> oh, why wow. you just looked them up just the to- no, <laughs> no, 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 it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no here. You but, see, it pull it out so you can like push it down. It's you, still attached.
3: You learn it.
2: how to read half letters and yeah. numbers. <laughs> but he's telling me he has about at least six or seven uh, hard drives full of comics, portable hard drives full of comics.
0: Oh, I don't doubt it, yeah.
2: I mean, just just back up, but he does have a, an extensive collection. So he does both. Mm-hmm.
0: Again, if any authorities are listening, uh, this but is but not not my crime. comics code authority. Yeah. I any <laughs> if any
2: authorities are listening, I can be bought.
3: <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I only read the comments. My morals are very pliable. <laughs> On the web that I own,
0: actually. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, sure. uh, a big Evil has, I mean, tons upon tons of, like, every now and again, it'll just be like a flash drive. Like, here's all of, like, Blackest Night for Green Lantern. Like, here's, uh, you know, all of, you know, Batman for the past five years. Like,
2: look, I don't yeah. mind someone tell, telling someone, you know, I wouldn't tell someone to download something. But well, I'm not going to say. You know, okay, well, if they're going to do it anyway, they're going to do it anyway. However, I'm going to add, if you're going to download Blackest Night 1 through 6.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm it, gonna not t- just 1 through 6. I, it was like every tie-in. Like, <laughs> if you're going to
2: download that miniseries 1 through 6, that that's great, and you're going to enjoy it. But I'm going to tell you, if you actually pick up the graphic novel and read it, you're going to enjoy it even more uh-huh. because the presentation is better. It's actually, There is something you cannot, you cannot duplicate the experience of reading a book.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. Looking at it. Just
0: experiencing it
2: one on one, it's just more intimate. I mean, I don't get that with an iPad. There's also like
0: a sense of accomplishment, too, I think, of having like a developed like comic library in your house. I know, like, or you mean me a stack of
2: books that you read already, I suppose, the stack <laughs> you haven't read,
0: <laughs> but having like a nice bookshelf filled or with all those like, boxes you know, and, trade and storage you wants to get rid of, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you buy a house.
3: <laughs> but we have a house, it's just that she's, she's like, you can put them in the basement. No, the basement gets basement
0: basement. No, no, I'm building God, a secret God. room
1: behind a bookshelf where these
2: are going. Either, either you get another house or you get another wife. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it's funny too because I... I did both. So did I. Um, but like, when I did my PhD, and my PhD's in English, and I did all my research, I actually wrote out of these folks, like I was talking about with the mimeograph, you know. there You can't beat the experience of having to to go to somebody's house or apartment somewhere who was there, who was part of, happened to just save this thing. And then you're looking at it, and you like you're, and you're thinking about all the history behind it, and um, there's just I, you know, and then I, I talk to like current graduate students who are writing doctoral dissertations. And, you know, me, I'm going back 12, 15 years when I did my, and uh, they're like talking about how they, oh, I've got this is digital and that's digital, and I'm thinking about every time I went to, you know, at the time my mother was living in Florida with her ex-husband, like flying there and having to schlep seven or eight books with me because <laughs> I, I was right in the middle of a chapter and I. I take pride in that, and and a sense of adventure, and a sense of enjoyment. That I guess, though, from a convenience sake, sure, it would have been great to just have an iPad and have all the books I needed for my research on an iPad. But I, I still, I love the experience of holding a book, looking at a book. Sometimes when you get a book in a second hand, you know, not a comic book, but a second hand shop, you know, somebody else's marginalia—shit that they wrote in the margins. Sometimes you're like, "Boy, what a moron this person." Other times you're like. (laughs) Genius That's a because nice note, actually, It's insightful. you know, they left like a, a breadcrumb. You know, oh, Dick this Grayson reminds is me. Is not Superman, stuff. you know. Right? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
3: He's not. <laughs> Rebirth. <Reaver.
0: laughs> oh wow, we've, uh, we've gone for forty-five minutes already on this. Good.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we go for another forty-five. <laughs> yeah, really.
0: I uh, yeah, there's still. I mean, there's still tons of stuff to talk about. Um,
1: Can I make a suggestion? Please,
0: you have a floor, sir.
1: New writers and artists. Um, Digital comics, online, comics. absolutely indispensable to getting new talent out there. No one can walk into the offices of Marvel Comics in New York City and be like, Is Mr. Is Mr. Stanley in? I've got this great... Holy here's, my no, here's my Fun portfolio. Here's my portfolio. Like, no, it's not happening. Yeah, You have to like front My Chemical Romance. Like, You have to do something <laughs> yeah. like that to get your foot in the door to be If you, you want to get
0: into comics, comics. kids, start My Chemical Romance.
1: Oh, bad comic night. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like you know, because when you know I come from music also, and so yeah, you would do like a demo, and we'd do all these with the black and white covers, and you try to get as many out there. But that was a time when the music industry, you know, albeit a bad business model, it turns out. But you know, you they, you were hoping like a quote unquote A and R person was going to get their hands on it, and then da 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 da. da. Um, but it was as limited; it can only go as far as how far the cassette tape whose hands it can get into. And how many times it was overdubbed to the point where it sounded like shit anyway. As opposed to a digital comic where you can pass that thing along if you're a new writer or a new artist. Um, or just, hey,
0: here's my website. This is where I put up my digital and, comic. And sometimes if website.
3: I support a Kickstarter and I don't want to, you know, I just want to kind of you know, throw a couple of shuckles, I'll, I'll go for the digital version. Yeah. You know?
2: See, I, I'm not a fan of Kickstarter. At no. All. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> okay. First, I understand there's certain artists and writers and certain projects that do need a little help.
1: And some that shouldn't exist. Right, and some <laughs> yeah. that shouldn't
2: exist. But, you know, I've re- rarely seen a project come out of Kickstarter that was worth it.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to say probably like 90% of projects that go to Kickstarter just and die.
2: a lot of people yeah. that have come to me, I mean, there's a couple local uh, talent that's come to me and says, hey, you want to support my Kickstarter? You know, first of all, I'm a retail store. I get nothing out of this. Right,
0: exactly. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, don't get me wrong, I... I would love to help promote you. I mean, but if it's something I can promote in my store, something I can sell in my store, something I can get into my customers' hands, I'll do that.
1: Rex Manning Day.
2: (laughs) Rex Manning Day. (laughs) (laughs) Say no more, Mono More. Is that that the day after Batman Day? Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. If there's something, if it, you know, that makes total sense. There's also a little bit of Kickstarter sort of like, you know, like, wouldn't it be cool if I could do this but I don't have the money so if you guys have a couple extra bucks, I'm thinking even more though, like, never mind Kickstarter, just, you know, like, Kang, you know, if he wanted to just draw a comic and hook up with a with a writer and just—that's a guy who
0: there. should draw a comic without a, Kang? Oh yeah, hell oh, yeah! I agree totally. He should write and draw it. Like he's a funny guy. They, <laughs> they
2: should bring back uh, Marvel What the and have him do it.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, oh god! I, first, I was going to say about five minutes ago. Remember the old Marvel like tryout books? Yes. Oh.
2: <laughs> I can't tell you how many of those I butchered. I mean, just just having a great time. We had a whole bunch of them. And I just, I mean, I drew pictures of, like, Peter Parker with a
0: bra on, you know.
2: <laughs> you know, not only with a
0: bra, but with propellers on the bra, you know. Just... Applying lipstick in the mirror, mm-hmm. like, I'd fuck me. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: no. Or <laughs> those, yeah, the, the tryout books, it was like, it was either that, or you could send away and, like, be buff at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> remember, that's, the,
2: that's the book you have to blame Mark Bagley for. Oh, really? If not, for, not for that, Mark Bagley would have gotten hired. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which I, you know, so where, like, the folks who were, do, like, a Mark Millar, like, where, you know, or or, a, or a Brian Vaughn, like, where, how did they get their foot in the door? I, you know, I don't know, again, but having taken 15 plus years off, when I showed up again, I'm like, who the fuck are these guys? You know, I'm like. Um,
2: well, look at, for example, a, um, a creator like Steve Orlando. Mm-hmm. I mean, two or three years ago, you haven't heard of well, I mean... Today, he's everywhere. And like. today, or not only is he everywhere, but he's writing one of the main books for DC right. in the next few months. Batman, I mean... Supergirl.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. And
2: and,
3: he's, or he's Charles Soule.
1: The guy was a lawyer, and then he was writing, like, what, one or two books? And then all of a sudden... Yeah, he's definitely he's a lawyer. Like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, I'm
2: going to New York Comic Con. I mean... He, He's not a lawyer. I think he's more of a used car salesman. What can I do to get you to buy these books? You know,
1: <laughs> you can I, I stop was... pushing She-Hulk because of... <laughs> yeah, after,
2: after, awful nice guy though. Awful nice after guy.
3: Like Midnighter and his, you know, the stuff he did for Batman, and Robin Eternal. I was almost certain he was going to be writing way. Who uh, Steve? Steve. Robert, yeah.
2: You know, he did a book. What the
0: um, hell is it called? Throw it right over here. Um, Virgil or... Virgil, uh, yeah. yeah. That it. was a really good That book. was really good. That sounds like a... I haven't read it. I, I told him I want to read it because it sounds amazing. It's about like a... Yeah. It is an
2: amazing book. It's about a police officer who happens to be gay. He's in like Jamaica or something. Right. Like Jamaica, a, yeah. yeah.
0: There's like an extreme amount of prejudice against gay people in Jamaica. And I
2: mean, it's a book that's totally was, unlike anything that's out there. I mean, I was actually surprised when I read it. I go, how,
0: how is that anyone not grabbing
2: this I book? I can't remember and the episode like number, but he was yeah. on
0: our show recently within the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Go back and check out the episode. But yeah, I mean, he yeah, uh, that's uh, I, I love talking to that guy. He's a nice, all-around guy. Yeah, yeah. Seriously, he is but he's a great podcast guest. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, no. If
2: you're out there and if you want something different and something really intellectually, you know, challenging, Virgil, Steve Orlando. Trust me, you'll, you'll enjoy it.
0: What was the other one? He did? And it wasn't Undertow. It was, uh, he, no, did it Undertow. was he did Undertow. He did, yeah, oh, was yeah. Undertow? Okay, yes. okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go so, out, check it out. Go
1: check it out. As I say to Andrew every Wednesday. Take my money because he's the best. At like, oh, you like this? Well, did you pick up this this
0: week? He the sold me DC Rebirth. I haven't read a DC comic in years. He's like, you should probably read this. And yeah. like, you're right, I should read that.
1: Good,
2: nice to know the beatings do uh, take. Without
1: a doubt. <laughs> well, I was holding, you know, I was holding uh, Green Arrow Rebirth, right? And I go, "Have you?" And he go, "I did." Yeah. because "I did," and I can't say it. Was but if you read and I said like I'll put it you this way like for me like I remember longbow hunters and, you know there yes. was something very Mike magical Raleco about a bunch yeah it, like, Green Arrow prior to the CW you, you know like I have my shirt off um, <laughs> it was just such a I love them you know even when they cut when he and Green Lantern caught Speedy shooting up heroin seventy <laughs> eight
0: um, my ward is on heroin yeah. <laughs> what do you think about that huh like Green yeah I can't tell you how many times I've said <laughs> right. oh, but in case anybody's wondering, we're talking about—he's uh, been on our podcast as Rex Mason before uh, the employee we're discussing. <laughs> yes,
1: Rex Mason. But um, so yeah, so, so yeah, the idea of, of but new you know new stuff getting out there, but certainly not, not not necessarily Kickstarter where it's like, oh hey you know can you chip in so I can do this because okay. there's enough if you <clears throat> if you have a passion about I mean there's so many other artistic genres like music or writing.
2: What about patron. Have you ever Patreons, think, have on a Patreon? Couple, Patreon yeah. yeah, I
3: have a couple uh, artist friends who would do that. See, I, I've had it suggested it to money. me. Like, <laughs>
2: yeah, per- personally, I'd rather go with that than I would go with Kickstarter, just because some of the people on page Patreon mm-hmm. I do know, right? And I go, yeah, they can produce some pretty good comics, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind putting my money towards that, right? As opposed to Kickstarter and just some of these ridiculous things I've seen. I go, eh, no.
3: A lot of the Kickstarters I back though are ones that other artists, friends of mine that I know, that I trust, mm-hmm. you know, I trust their judgment with stuff. Yeah. And I'll go, okay,
0: you know. <laughs> I've backed a few people who've, you know, done interviews on the podcast before. And let's just say I've gotten some money back from a lot <laughs> of those people. <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, like, there are, you know, if you are, you want to you be a musician, you want to write songs, you want to put your stuff out there, then, like, you go to an open mic night and you – you, you, you put try. it out there. You right. put the you put content out there. Out there. there. You yeah. want to be, you know, you really, you know, there's no money in poetry, regardless. So every once in a while, I will see a Kickstarter for, you know, a poet who wants to put a book out. I'm like, what are you nuts? You're yeah. not gonna, you never. Don't ask me for. If money. you want money, you're in the
0: wrong you're field. In the wrong, yeah. you know, you shouldn't. Here's a pen. Here's some paper. Here's yeah, a copy or... Write romance novels if you want <laughs> to make I mean, some money. <laughs> it's
1: the it's the artists, the writers, the musicians who say like, I really want to produce really excellent content, but I can't unless you give me money. I'm like, no, you stay up late. You stay, you know, like freaking, you know, Wallace Stevens was, you know, a, a can you imagine Jack Kirby
2: asking for a Kickstarter. Exactly. He
1: get it. <laughs> or like, no, seriously, or like, you know, and like,
0: five minutes he get it.
1: Especially know. now. Or like, Jack- especially
0: now, <laughs> Bob Kane Jack- hit me up for five bucks online right. the other or like, day. Or like,
1: you know, in, like in literature, <laughs> like a, a Jack Kerouac, a man was <laughs> yeah. like, listen, uh, I got to go travel the country and starve It out hashtag but Bill Finger twenty three on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> I (laughs) I want to write this book called On the Road, but I need some scratch.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Funny you mentioned, Bob Kane, you know, you got to do a podcast about different rumors you've heard. I mean, boy, I heard some stuff that you curl your freaking hair, even more than it is done. I mean, seriously.
0: (laughs) Podcast whisperings. or are comic whisperings.
2: Podcast Frank Frazetta's story you wouldn't
0: believe. Really?
2: Yes. (laughs) Uh. Frank Frazetta Brett Levin's story you would
1: not so I'm thinking digital comics versus print comics. So, yeah, there's no, American. I mean, there's no um, winner in that. I mean, you know, if we're going to... One of most, involved,
2: a, definitely is a winner.
0: No, I'd, I would say that there's there's positives for both of them. And I was going to say, at the end of the day, if they're, you know, if one of them does good, if either one of them does good, it's good it's for comics yeah. in general. You know? Right.
2: Well, if you're going to watch a TV show like Game of Thrones or... You're going to watch it on your TV. Mm-hmm. You're not going to watch it on your iPad or, you know, whatever. Um... Comics, I think, are specific to collectors right now. And we have two different audiences. We have collectors and we have readers. We do like to encourage the readers, and this is what we do at a store level. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are readers who read it on digital. In fact, I, I think I mentioned to Amanda, uh, uh, Anise of Wendy, um, that I actually heard uh, one female uh, shoppers say, you know, thank God for digital. This guy would not have to come into a comic shop and look at how the guys look at me. And that's kind of a sobering thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course not not this shop. Not this shop. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we always conceal I, I, when we're looking at people. We're, 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 we're very too, cool we're too guys busy again. abusing
2: each other.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let the staff kill themselves. We'll that's pretty much it. it. Yes. <laughs>
0: it's more fun that way. Uh, I don't know. Anybody else have any final thoughts on the, the digital versus... Uh... Room for both. Yeah, yeah. there really you know, is room for both. There, yeah. There's
2: definitely room for both. I mean, I think the digital, in certain aspects, does complement as far as you mentioned um, portability, yeah. portability and convenience. But if you're going to sit down and really enjoy your comics, sorry, but there is no substitution for sitting down at a table Good light, reading the comic, smelling the paper, Mm -hmm. looking at the ink, holding the book at a certain way to make sure the reflection doesn't hit the book. Right. There's a certain pleasure in that that you cannot get in a digital book.
0: Yeah, I'll absolutely say that. Like, just getting home with, you know, right from the shop with your stack of books, Mm -hmm. just putting them down, like, I have nothing to do right now except read these books, like, when does that? When is... Yeah, I I, I miss that experience personally, but uh...
1: it's the same reason why now you've got tons of bands that put their stuff out on vinyl, but then it's got the download code, kind of like the Marvel comics. So you're yeah. Like okay, so you want the convenience of putting it on your iPod or what have you? Fine. Here's a, here's a, a free digital download. But that's code. a smart marketing thing. Exactly. But there's nothing that compares to putting a record on, it in terms right. of you know the things that you miss, even you know um, in, in any kind of a digital. Of music, so I think it's the same idea. It's an experience in and of itself, and people who really care about the experience are not going anywhere. And new, there will always be new comic book fans. It's not yeah. one of it's not a dying genre. Just because you can't go to CVS and go over by the magazines and, and find the rack, there's no spinning rack anymore. No spinning yeah. rack, and, and you know.
2: can't go to Comicsology and look at a few pages of a certain book to see if it's for you. Right. You have to go actually go into a store.
0: Uh, if I were going to sum it up, I would say if you're a reader. Probably digital is your way to go if you're a collector. then obviously, the physical you know copies. I disagree. I think a reader. Really? No. I, I,
2: if you're a reader, comic, the actual comic is the way to go. But you know, it really depends on your lifestyle. I mean, if you're busy, like Chad is. I mean, he's always up and about. You know, you buy the comics anyway, and you can download the comics and you have them on your pad. You have the best of both worlds. You actually have the physical comic, bag and board it, put it away, don't look at it. Look at the digital comic. If that's what you want to do, I mean, it's your it's your money. It's your choice. I mean, that's one good thing about it.
1: And I do the analog version of that, though. Like, I have a home office, a you know, home study, and I have an office on campus. I have a drawer in my office on campus with books yeah, because awesome. there's certain titles that I know right. that I read. Like, okay, for example, office hours. It, you know, how many hours a week I spend in office hours, just dying for a student to come in to have a you know a constructive conversation about a piece that they're writing. Instead, all I, you know, I sit there. If I try to start something, someone will come in. So instead, I just bring. So for example, like you know, I, I I've got uh, Power Man and Iron Fist is in my office right now. Uh, good read, actually. Yeah, <laughs>
2: surprisingly <laughs> good read. I didn't expect.
1: All that. of the uh, Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter Circle, I've been I've very, read good. All the, very, good. Very, very good, very fantastic, absolutely awesome, and I've done that entirely in my office. So like, yeah, I put like three or four books in my you know my briefcase. Vision, book. by the way, by
2: Tom King. Oh, so amazing. Oh, I like, heard that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh. My and I'm going to tell you hey, right now, it's you're not going to believe this, but check out Nighthawk, really by David Walker. It's not
0: what you expect. <laughs> that's, like, that's character has been relevant since like the early '90s. Trust <laughs> me,
2: <laughs> I didn't expect anything out of this. But like I said, um, I was looking at the books that I downloaded from the store for the week, and I, I check every we, we check everything out because we have to. Actually, nice. um, Nighthawk is a book I didn't really expect. I go wow. I mean, it's like division. It's not what you thought it was. It's mm-hmm. not. It's definitely worth checking out. Yeah. It's not something that you you've, you've uh, seen out there before. An African American um, lead character. Uh, just think of Batman, African American, and the first few issues are about him going after uh, dirty cops who beat up minorities. Yeah, yeah. So All right. it, yeah, it's
0: a very interesting topic. So very prescient to our times. Right.
2: <laughs> I think David, I, I could be wrong, but I think David Walker also writes Power Man and Ryan first. I could be wrong. No,
1: Did he, he write yeah. Cyborg for a little bit? He might have, yes. yes. Yes, he yes, wrote The first few issues were excellent, and then it went like... Yes.
2: So, Nighthawk, you heard it here first.
1: Right. <laughs> Get out there and read. And actually, going back to they should, digital and analog, you know, they should exist in the same world, certainly. Um, you know, being someone who, who incorporates teaching comics, both from like rhetorical strategies in writing, but also content. I mean, like I'm giving a paper at the Midwest Modern Language Association Conference in St. Louis in November on, Kamas, awesome. on Kamala Khan as Ms. Oh, Marvel. Really? Yeah, awesome. Oh, um, shit, that's amazing. And, you know, and so when I introduced my students to the first trade of Ms. Marvel as required reading, a lot mm-hmm. of them were like, "What?" you know, I can't tell you how many of them, though, finished it and then immediately downloaded it. You know, like they went online and they got more, mm-hmm. whether it was BitTorrent, you know, I can't speak to how they got it. But it was nice to know that they could be, like, in their dorm room at 1 o'clock in the morning and go, I need more. Yeah. You could just go grab that, more. That's
2: what's so great about it. You know, it just sparks that you want more. You, you get a little taste for you. Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: I want more. Right. You know? This is an aside, uh, but Professor Next uh, is an actual professor. Um, uh, in your class, you had assigned to me to read 30 Days of Night. I, I met Steve Niles last year. That was year. 2004. Right? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's crazy. That was 12 years ago. Um, <laughs> I met Steve Niles and I told him that like I had to read this for a class, you know, and he's like he was his mind was blown. He's like I love hearing that type of stuff. Like I want to, you know, then he stick me on a podcast, but that's a different story. Hey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Wasn't Kang in that class too? Or was that a different? Class? No, no. Kang was in modern novel. We're was see, he really? He hadn't I'm going to see Eric season.
2: Powell in a few weeks. Uh, uh... Can you rec- can I tell him that you're going to recommend Satan's Sodomy, Baby Two? Yeah, by <laughs> <own> means. <laughs> all means. Right. I'm sure that would make his day. You kidding me?
1: I I am right now. I have to do my book order for the fall. And the library or the bookstore keeps emailing me like we really need to book orders. Freshman orientation is underway. I'm like yeah, fuck off. All right, I just finished. <laughs> I got to wrap my head around this. So fuck you. Know, you it's summer. You know, <laughs> I, I did Saga in the fall. I did Ms. Marvel in the spring. You know what are we going to do next? And then I'm staring at American Jesus, Malar. Uh-huh. I'm like. This would be so much fun, and it's technically a state school. So there's no, and I'm like, no, nah, I don't have tenure. I can't.
0: I gotta just. Oh, someday. Uh, well, I think it's a good place to uh, put a pin in this conversation. Just um, to put the wind out of it. Yeah, <laughs> There it goes around the store. Go
2: Ooh. for the real thing, you know.
0: Yeah, digital is mean,
2: nice, but you know,
0: as much it, as I love digital, I, I will back that up. I will say, there ain't like nothing
2: that. like the real thing.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like that experience. You you will never. It's just completely different. Like, it's, and then buy the
3: digital copy when you really want to access it at any time. Yeah, <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> when you get lazy, you don't want to
1: go out. You need to buy the digital. <laughs> if you're 15 and your parents are dragging you on like the world's worst road trip for the like, next six weeks of your life, like then download. You know, download everything you possibly. can. Yeah, if you you're taking a cross country <laughs> flight, go digital.
2: <laughs> We're going to a family, you know, family, and you go. oh, God.
1: <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion, like this is four men who have gone who as you know, adolescents were in that position where we were the ones like, I'm just gonna go off in the corner here and read yeah, something. I'm the,
3: I'm the one that kinda like, you know, when I'm getting on the plane I have like my side fat show full of
0: comics, He's like, excuse me Yeah, right. so <laughs> right. my carry on, nobody <laughs> nobody touch it. <laughs>
2: well I think the bottom line is is if you're a collector, you're gonna go for the real thing. If you're a reader, you're gonna go for the digital. Some might go for both.
1: See, I'm a reader and a collector, and I go for the Both. physical. No, I don't have – I don't go to digital. I, I only read digital when somebody hands me a flash drive and says, you really need to you know, read check this, this out. <laughs> And then I, like, bitch about it the whole time. Like, I can't see it. Whole... god damn. There's right. worse
2: things they can put on a flash
0: drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I want to thank all of our guests for participating in this, uh, this discussion again. It was a great discussion, everybody. Uh, this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. I, of course, have been C-Mart. Uh Chad Burdett.
2: J.C. Glimmer, Earthworld Comics. The best comic store in the world. You know, just ask your mother.
3: Best damn comic shop. Hey, professor Next. All uh, fine while we're doing plugs. Flugs, Times Union, Comics Multiverse. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Actually,
0: definitely worth te- checking out. Yeah, for sure, yes. For definitely. sure. Uh, again, this has been Transmissions from the Evil Lair. Thank you for listening, folks. <laughs>